Hello, wet shavers, and welcome back to the Shaving Tolson. This is your host, Tim, and I'm happy to be bringing you guys yet again more content, another podcast entry you guys have been asking. I'm here to deliver, and I hope you guys really enjoy tonight's episode. Stay tuned. Well, guys, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about the recent announcement that a collaboration between Ariana Evans, Peter Charcolis, and the perfuming house, Alexandria Fragrances, are going to be releasing a soap on the Alexandria Fragrances website that's going to be using their fragrances and Peter's base. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And it's something that a few of us in the shaving community have been talking about recently, that we want to be seeing more collaborations between soap artisans and major perfuming houses. Now, we've seen stuff done in the past. There was the big one, which was Zoologist partnering up with Chiseled Face to release um, their line of products. Now, that was a very limited line. Um, I don't think that is still ongoing, but it was a big deal once it happened. Um, Chatillon Lou. I think has been working alongside, if my memory serves me correctly, um, Declaration Grooming to release products that have been very popular. Though, honestly, with a lot of these perfuming houses that we're talking about, other than Zoologist, which is a pretty big one, um, a lot of these collaborations that we see, and a lot of artisans insist, well, I work with perfumers on a regular basis, or... Um, there, we have a dedicated perfumer, and then we have a dedicated soap base maker. And I do see that a lot, but I'm talking from major houses. Like, heaven forbid we ever saw anything from Versace or from, you know, Creed or any one of these houses that are starting to release fragrances uh, or starting to release soaps. We would just, our minds would explode. Now, we can occasionally see some side products that are released, you know, like hand soaps and stuff like that, and aftershaves, etc. Not a lot out there, and they're incredibly expensive. But I think that what Peter is doing is a good sign for things to come. And I know I say it almost every time I'm on this the show. But my buddy Eric said it best when he said, we are living in the golden age of wet shaving. Nothing could be further, or nothing could be closer to the truth than that statement. Um... And really, it's because we have so much variety. We have so many options. When I get up in the morning, the most difficult decision that I have is what soap am I going to be using? Same when I'm going to sleep at night. When I'm about, before I'm about to hit the sack, I'm like, okay, what, what aftershave am I going to be throwing on tonight? What am I going to be using for my overall shave? What hardware, software? I mean, we've got tons of choices. But when you think of the wet shaving community and how close-knit we are, how we're just you know, snatching up these fragrances, these new product offerings from these artisans left and right. Think of the fragrance community. It actually blew my mind when I really started getting into fragrances. And again, wet shaving was a gateway into the fragrance world for me. Um, but it blew my mind just how big fragrances are, how large the community is. You visit any one of these uh, major you know, reviewers, these influencers for various fragrances, or they're just generalistic reviewers that review a little bit of everything. Um, their followings are huge. 
on YouTube, on Instagram. Um, it's definitely, there's a lot of choices to select from, and there's a lot of versatility with fragrances. And I think that's an important thing to consider here because I think there are a lot of people in the wet shaving community that could care less about a collaboration between a perfuming house and a soap maker. But I think it's fantastic. And this is not to dock anything that Peter has done in regards to the fragrances on his soaps. And Peter, if there's another individual involved in that process as far as a dedicated perfumer versus you making the soap, let me know. But as far as I know, you're the man behind it all. <laughs> um, but because, as you guys saw, my recent post about Asian Plum, that sucker is incredible. And I consider the EDP really to be the benchmark for what I really want to see a lot of other fragrances, you know, get there. For instance, one of my favorite fragrances of all time, YSL's La Nuit de L'Homme. Love that fragrance. Discovered it because of Sterling Soap Company's Sandpiper. Once I realized that's a legitimate fragrance out there, and I just, they had released their own fragrance line of EDTs, Eau de Toilettes, and they released one in Sandpiper, and as soon as they released it, I snatched it up. Had to have it. Um, and it was a little weak for me. The performance is a little weak. Um, it disappears pretty quick. The fragrance itself is absolutely fantastic. And it's spot on with the soap and aftershave. And it's really close to YSL La Nuit de Lome. But um, it just isn't very long-lasting. So I wanted something a little bit stronger, something that, that went the extra mile. So I purchased La Nuit de Lome. And it's been better. But even then... When I compare something like that to something like the EDP by, and again, you know, apples and oranges, we're talking about two different kinds of fragrances, we're talking about them from two different makers, there's a lot that goes into them, I understand that, um, but when we're talking about Peter's Asian Plum EDP that I purchased, that thing I can smell all day long. I can smell it all day long, and the reason why I purchased that is because I was so impressed with the aftershave, with the aftershave splash that he does. Because the fragrance, I remember when I purchased that, I was in a show, so I was underneath hot stage lights and dancing and running around and changing costumes. I could still smell it through the show. And that was before I, you know, started looking into the EDP. So, of course, that's when I got the EDPs because I wanted, I was like, okay, if the, the splash is that good, then the EDP is going to be incredible. And it really is. The sillage, basically the projection is fantastic it fills a room immediately after a few sprays does not take a lot this you do not have to drench yourself with this edp um and the longevity is there and so now that i'm getting really into fragrances again that was one of the reasons for those of you that didn't know that i got into wet shaving is not only because i wanted to experience the nostalgic experience of shaving which i've always been fond of but I really wanted to see what it would be like to be that guy that you always do, you know, like, you look back at whenever you're in the mall and you're like, what were they wearing? What was that smell? That smelled fantastic. And why can I, why can I not smell like that? And I think that's the big thing for me is when I got into wet shaving, a lot of it was because aftershaves. I wanted to smell like, you know, a, a man, you know, I wanted to smell fantastic. Um... You know, and I was just using like, you know, body sprays, like a lot of, um, I was about to say Axe, but a lot of Old Spice body sprays, which are fine. They get the job done. Um, and of course, deodorant and 
all that fun stuff. But I didn't have any fragrances that I wore. I didn't wear really anything in high school except for Adidas Moves. Another good one. My mom would always put <laughs> uh, a really small uh, version of that in my stocking every year because that was her fragrance that she really liked me to wear. Um, but that was pretty much it. That was my exposure to fragrances, and I didn't really have a desire to venture out or to do anything. And wet shaving allowed me the opportunity to get more comfortable with scent notes, with understanding what I like, what I don't like, and showing me and introducing me to very popular big house fragrances for a super low price. That's the great thing about Sterling Sandpiper. It's like a third or a fourth of the price of the, <laughs> of the you know, big counterpart of that, which is the YSL uh, Delhomme, which is fantastic. You know, it smells great. It's a good performer. It's just not as good of a performer as maybe Mike, as far as, you know, projection, longevity as my Ariana Evans EDP. But again, you know, I think we do see some artisans out there that do some really good stuff in the perfuming department. But if we could see more collaborations with these bigger perfumers, I think we could see something really interesting. And a lot of the time, it's it's a double-edged sword. We've got people in the fragrance world that have their minds set that wet shaving and aftershaves are relegated to Old Spice, Brute, Aqua Velvet. That's it. That's all they see and that's all they think of when they think of wet shaving. And it's so much more than that. If any of these guys, these big fragrance groups, knew that there was a Creed Aventus counterpart to their, you know, favorite fragrance, then they would lose their minds. You know, layering that with a soap, an aftershave, in some cases a pre-shave, I mean, that's fantastic. And if any of them knew with stuff, you know, like the gray label from PAA or Executive Man uh, from Sterling or Spartacus or Olympus or any of these other fragrances from these artisans, if they knew these existed, they would lose their minds. And I, and I think that's the big thing for me is you've got that on the one end, and then you've got a lot of people in the wet shaving sphere that think that fragrances, parfums, colognes, EDTs, um, that that's a feminine thing, so they don't touch it with a nine-foot pole. And it's not. It was kind of funny because I was having a conversation with a representative from Duke Cannon after I made my post the other day because when I was at Target, I was looking at these fragrances. I looked at the box, and it said cologne. So I'm like, okay, it's cologne-type strength. But then when I flipped the box around, under it had a, literally a section called type. And underneath type in big, bold print on the back was Eau de Parfum. And so I'm like, what does that mean? I had a suspicion, but I wanted to reach out to them to make sure before, you know, I eventually do a review of that fragrance, which is excellent, by the way. Spoiler alert. Um, and that was Huron, or Huron, by Duke Cannon. But um, they confirmed for me that one of the reasons why they put cologne on the front of the box is just because, you know, men have a difficult time buying anything that seems somewhat feminine or that sounds feminine, because fragrances are just, I guess, a feminine thing? I, I don't know. But, um, so they put cologne on the front, and they put parfum on the back, because I think they were afraid that men would not want to purchase that product if 
there was parfum on the front of the box. If it didn't say cologne, because I guess cologne is more associated with masculinity and EDTs, EDPs are more associated with the feminine side of things. I don't know. A lot of guys don't know that that's just varying degrees of the actual fragrant strength. So you've got aftershaves, you've got colognes, then you've got Oudet Toilettes, then you've got Oudet Parfums, and then you've got the parfum itself, which is the strongest concentration of that. Um, but people just don't get that. They don't understand that. Um, but again, the reason why I got into this hobby is because I wanted to smell good. I wanted to feel confident. And it's nice that shaving has allowed me to have you know, a lot more confidence in my overall look. Everything's nice, clean, precise, exactly the way that I want it to be. But I also smell good at the same time. And I can layer and I can combine different fragrances. I can find a sandalwood scent note in one thing and combine it with a sandalwood in another thing and get some really interesting cinnacords there that are fantastic. But I like that we're seeing this move. Alexandria Fragrances is very popular for selling you know, duplicates or homages to these very big, very popular fragrances that are just out of, you know, people's budget constraints. When you think about throwing down a lot of money for essentially a, a fragrance, it's kind of difficult to swallow. You know, and these are prices that we're seeing, you know, really high-end shaving hardware. And some guys have a difficulty, you know, coming to terms with, you know, why do I need anything beyond my, you know, Gillette Fat Boy? It does the job for me. What more do you really need shaving your face? And I can totally get that. That makes perfect sense to me. Um, I think it's just a sake for variety. Um, ben over at Mammoth Soaps on one of his lives put it interestingly um, when he was talking about his, you know, why his soaps and products go by so fast and why he does limited quantities. And because he's a collector, he admitted that he's a collector himself. One, this is a hobby for him. He, he doesn't do this really to make anything, any money or anything like that. He does it because it's fun and he enjoys the challenge. But two, he thinks that, and I, this makes sense because I will buy products sometimes because it's exclusive. Um, buy product that's limited. People will run to snatch it up and pay good prices for limited products. Um, you know, good thing from Ben is that these are really high-end, good quality products that he's releasing out there, but he only releases so many. Um, very limited sets. But, you know, the, the hobby, the wet shaving hobby is full of collectors. The fragrance community is full of collectors. And from my time recently spent on a lot of these fragrance pages, you see a lot of people that are reacting to stuff the exact same way that we as wet shavers react to things in the community. Um, new releases, our favorites of this, our favorites of that. How do we layer it? When do we wear it? Yada, yada, yada. Um, and that's one of the things that I really enjoy about this. I, I was just posting today about a guy that I met at Marshall's. I was looking around at Marshall's. I was actually looking for discounted fragrances because sometimes you can find great buys that way. I was looking for discounted fragrances. And I happened to spot a tub, a little tube, of Parasso Red. And I was like, oh, that's the first time I've ever seen that out in the wild. So I grabbed it and was looking at it and decided to go ahead and pass on it. But because I'd really like more of the actual um, container, the soap container, than I would the tube. Um, but a guy behind me was like, oh, so you're to wet shaving, huh? And so I look up and it's this guy, looks about the same age as me, you know, um, same clean cut features as me when it comes to you can tell that he's definitely using a good razor and a good blade to get nice clean looks 
You can usually tell a white shaver because we really take care of ourselves when it comes to personal grooming. But a really cool dude, fellow Oklahoman, fellow Tolson, really neat. He was familiar with a lot of the major artisans out there, with a lot of the major distributors like Maggard's, West Coast Shaving, etc. So we were talking about soaps, and you know, he admitted that he's not a big fragrance guy. But, you know, he was really interested in a lot of very fragrance-heavy aftershaves and soaps and very distinct um, scent profiles that I thought was very interesting. But again, you know, this was a person that I sprouted a really good, um, friendly conversation with out of thin air because of our mutual respect and enjoyment of wet shaving. We were both collectors. We're both wet shaving fanatics, it sounds like, because (laughs) he's buying up various product from various artisans to try. Ariana Evans was one I did recommend. Um, And I did recommend um, Phoenix Artisan Accoutrements, and we talked about Sterling Soap, and we talked about a couple others. But it was a very good experience, and it was nice to see somebody else really into the hobby that was here locally. I don't run across very many people. Then again, how many people do you approach, and you're like, oh, so you're a wet shaver. (laughs) You know, it doesn't happen very often. But... I really enjoyed that conversation, and it just reminded me of, you know, part of the reason why I'm in this hobby is because it's fun. Because you can engage with people on a different level with these kinds of things than you can with other hobbies that are out there. It's very relaxed. It's very chill. I've always considered this hobby to be a very, you know, enjoyable one because it's so laid back, because we're just approaching this as a feel-good, smell-good, you know, enjoy-life kind of thing. Um, even though some of us collect ridiculous amounts of soaps, aftershaves, that sort of thing. To me, a natural evolution, again, of all this, is going back to fragrances. It's getting into those spray fragrances, the EDPs, the EDTs. Um, and I think a lot of artisans try to showcase their work and their perfuming work um, in EDTs and EDPs, but I'm glad to see that we're seeing collaborations from people like big perfuming houses like Alexandria Fragrances, which has got a good reputation, um, I have apple crumb in the solid cologne and in the spray on its way from Alexandria Fragrances because that sounded absolutely delicious. sounded wonderful. And I like apple kind of fragrances. I like apple and cinnamon. I like pumpkin. Um, I like, you know, I like my spicy fragrances. I like bay rums. I like, I like tobacco. I like bourbon. Um, I like those kinds of scent notes. Something that's surprised me, though, lately is I've really been getting into aquatic fragrances, but I digress. (laughs) Um, Overall, again, this hobby can go wherever you want it to go. And for me, it's naturally progressing to fragrances. There's a huge community out there, and if I can rope them in on my love of wet shaving, and I can rope in wet shavers for my love of just fragrances and scent profiles, then I think that's a win-win. I think that's fantastic because... You know, there's some guys that I was just talking to someone. I'm not going to mention their name because I don't know if they want me to call them out or not. But we were just both talking about how we're getting into fragrances through wet shaving as a gateway. And he mentioned, you know, that when he first got into it, you know, fragrances were overwhelming. You know, you, you feel really insecure and unsure about fragrances in general until you really dive into them. And the only way that he and I both really died into that fragrance world was through wet shaving because we're being exposed to these fragrance notes on a regular basis. You've got soaps and splashes dedicated to oud. You've got fragrances that are dedicated to grapefruit and lavender and sandalwood and exotic kinds of sandalwood. And you've got all sorts of different types of fragrance profiles, but you get so used to knowing what those smell like 
that it's a natural evolution to start taking on fragrances. And I think for the page and for the YouTube and for the podcast to grow, I need to start branching out into fragrance territory too. So I've got plenty of fragrances um, lined up. As I say that, I'm literally looking behind me staring at my fragrances. But I've got a lot of fragrances that I built, a decent collection of inexpensive but good fragrances, good scent profiles. Um, I'm going to be getting another shelf for the den. So you guys will probably start seeing that in videos. Just a cheap shelf that I can start putting my fragrances on so they're not taking up my upper shelf space. But because um, I do plan on growing out that collection and having variety because, again, something that I love about this hobby is options. I like selections. I like to cater my shave to how I'm feeling or how that day is going to go. Or maybe sometimes I cater my shave around the aftershave I'm going to use. It's going to carry me through the day because I don't spray on an EDT or EDP every time. It, it is what you want it to be. And with fragrances, I'm going to get the same. I'm going to get, actually get more options. There's more fragrances out there than there are, of course, soaps and aftershaves. But I'm going to be able to combine those with some of my favorite soaps and splashes. I'm going to be able to, you know, wear uh, one cologne maybe in the morning and another cologne in the evening. I'll get to experience all these fun things. Um, really excited to do that. And I'm excited that you guys are here for the ride, that you're listening to me rant and rave about all this cool stuff. But again, some of it's because you guys have a mutual interest in this too. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, you can just sit there and you can be perfectly fine with your hand soap, your Dove hand soap. If it, if it works for you, then use it. Uh, <laughs> um, with your Brute, I love Brute by the way, not dissing Brute at all, um, or your Old Spice, and you know your Gillette Pat Boy, and that could be what you use for the remainder of your of your time on this earth. A lot of people have fond memories of their grandfather or their father using a very specific set of tools, pretty much all their all their adult life, and that pass they pass that on to their their son or their grandkids, um, and that that has a lot of sentimental value. There is something to be said about the familiar, about nostalgia. I mean. You guys seen that Mad Men episode where they talk about nostalgia? It's, oh, God. Go look it up on YouTube. Mad Men, nostalgia, do it. Let me know what you think. Never watched it before. It's one of my favorite Mad Men episodes. It's so impactful and it makes so much sense because you tie experiences into products we buy. Sometimes we're drawn to a specific scent or a specific soap or a product because that's what our dad used. Because that's what our grandfather used. And, you know, for me, growing up, a scent that I was regularly exposed to was Stetson Cologne. My grandfather wore it. Still wears it. Every single day. He smells like he, he bathes in the stuff. <laughs> um, but that's my grandfather. That just When I think of Stetson Cologne, I think of my grandfather. And that's not a bad thing. I love my grandfather. I think he's, I'll never be to that level. He's fantastic. You know, he's a hero. And, you know, sometimes we choose the product that we choose because it reminds us of the people that we care about and that we love the most. And I think some artisans really get that, whether that's in a perfuming string or whether that's in a product offering that they have. Something that I really love about Talbot 
is a lot of their soaps, maybe all of their soaps and splashes, are centered around memories, around experiences. And they're telling a story. They're shaping a narrative with product. And that's when I'm really roped in. That's when you got me. Tugging at the heartstrings is when I know that you're trying to invite me in on this life experience, on this, on this story, on this perspective, this paradigm of the world. And you're saying I can take part in that by you know, t- experiencing your product. And I think it's a personal touch that really means a lot to some people. And people will do it in different ways. Maybe it's not a specific experience, but maybe it's something that you're really interested in. Maybe it's something that you have a passion for. Maybe that's charity giving. Been over at Mammoth. One of the big things with Mammoth Soaps is that a portion of the proceeds when you're buying a soap goes to this charity or that charity. It's fantastic. People use these products to bring you into a certain narrative or a certain paradigm of how they perceive and see the world. Doug over at PAA, same sort of deal. We're brought into this science fiction theater kind of uh, mystery science theater 3000 sort of thing where we've got aliens and we've got these exotic stories, you know, from overseas and we've got all this interesting stuff. I like to see that. And I've mentioned it maybe on a podcast before, but I've mentioned it either on the podcast or a video before that those sorts of things are what I look forward to. Yes, labels are a big thing. Yes, um, the soap base, huge. But if you can rope me into a story with your product, nostalgia, or some sort of personal touch, you got me. And again, bringing it back to nostalgia, some of us just associate certain things with certain memories or people or or things. Sometimes those are negative. Sometimes those are positive. Um, but again, it's one of the reasons why I love fragrance. I don't just enjoy wet shaving. I love fragrance. And when I first got into the hobby, that was the main thing that I was wanting to do. You know, I think about people like my grandfather that have this scent. I just, I know them by that scent, you know. And when I get older, it would be nice if, you know, people would recognize me or think of me when they thought of a certain fragrance or when something just hit them. You know, they were like, that reminds me of Tim. And I've been looking for a signature scent for so long. Ugh, I've been looking for one for so long. And for me, there's a couple different things that go into a signature scent. Um, For it to be a signature scent, something that you're going to want to wear all the time, of course, it's got to be pleasing. It's got to hit those right notes that you're looking for. Uh, Maybe a multi-seasonal scent would be a huge plus. Um, it's got to look good. The presentation's got to be there. And it's got to have some sort of connection with you. And at first, when Tiff and I were first getting into wet shaving, of course, I'm getting into wet shaving. She's right there along with me, helping me pick out scent profiles, telling me what she thinks sounds and smells really good. I originally thought that was going to be Sterling Soap Sandpiper and uh, Lana Wheat Nalome. I loved the fragrance. It was the first fragrance in wet shaving that I absolutely fell in love with other than Bay Rum, which leads me to my next thing. (laughs) After I purchased a big box of soaps from a guy here locally, um, not only was Sterling Sandpiper in there, but there was also Ariana Nevins, but it 
it kind of left me for a craving for bay rum. I smelled Sterling Soap Bay Rum. That was one of the first. That and Sandpiper were two of the first fragrances I ever smelled in regards to the soap community. And fell in love. And Tiff and I couldn't decide which one I liked more. But, I mean, it was a huge box. There were tons of product in there. But I ended up going with PAA because it sounded like they had the most extensive process, the best research, the the best presentation of a product. Because I even got it in the mason jar sort of thing. You know, the little jug. Or not the mason jar. It's like a, like a whiskey jug uh, with bay rum aftershave splash in it. And I really like it. It's good. It's unique. Um... But it didn't become a signature scent for me, and I thought it was going to. I have been searching for so long to find that signature scent. Maybe it hasn't been released yet. I I don't know. But now that I'm in fragrances, and I'm starting to experiment more with EDTs, EDPs, yada, 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 I'm hoping that I'm going to come across one. Davidoff Cool Water. Really close. Really like that one. It's very similar to Git. Green Irish Tweed by by uh, Creed. Very, very, very similar, um, but cheaper, more accessible for me. <laughs> I even ended up buying the solid deodorant for like three bucks, which was pretty awesome. Um, but honestly, I don't know if I found it yet. Uh, maybe there will be a unique creation from an artisan out there that will be like, oh, there it is, signature scent, got it. But I haven't found it yet. That one that I could literally just wear every day for the rest of my life. Supreme Sandalwood Science. Really close by PAA. Again, Sterling Soap Sandpiper. Really, really, really close. Really enjoy that one. Um, Gunpowder and Spice by The Holy Black. Another really, really good one. And the reason why I like that one is it's got a mix of the old. It's a take on the original Schulten Old Spice formula. But it's got something extra that really brings it up into the modern era. It's its own unique animal. It smells wonderful. I get a lot of compliments anytime that I use it. Um, And that's the thing, too. I want other people to enjoy the fragrance. So I want to have this signature scent. I want to have something that I really enjoy. But I want something that's a compliment getter. Um, Tried Versace Eros for the first time today. And I was like, ooh, that's, that's dangerous. Because I literally sprayed, I like spraying on the tester strips, but I also like spraying on my own skin to really see how it does with me as an individual. Fragrances smell differently on different people. But I sprayed, you know, a little bit of fragrance on my palm, a little bit on my wrist, on my arm with different fragrances um, at Ulta Beauty. And I ended up going to Versace Eros and sprayed some on the undercarriage of my arm. And I'm like, oh. That smells pretty good. And uh, just kind of went about the rest of my day. And, um, you know, an hour later, you know, these other scents, you could smell them. You can make out their distinct DNA. But the one that just rises to the top, Versace Eros and YSLY. Both really good. Sorry, if you can hear me in the background breathing, I'm literally sniffing myself. Um, But... Can you imagine what it would be like for these big perfuming houses to partner up with artisans with excellent soap bases? Um, Again, a lot of these artisans with these incredible bases are already really good with the perfuming process, but can you imagine the powerhouse? Bringing in people from the fragrance world, making them more comfortable 
with the wet shaving uh, space once they realize this isn't just a small artisan thing. This is bigger than that. And people are into really niche fragrances. But I just think the idea of it is fantastic. And if someone could really execute that, I think it definitely could be Ariana Evans and Alexandria Fragrances. They both have excellent reputations. A good knowledge for the business. And they're very active and involved. And they're very affordable. You've got high-end performance and price, or you've got high-end performance commiserate with a very good price point. Very reasonable price point. And that's what I want to see. Um, sometimes, you know, you start getting into, you know, artisans or you start getting into perfumes or fragrances that are just ridiculously expensive and it becomes a little daunting, a little off-putting, and then you never experience some of these things because it's so expensive. Um, but again, it's a great thing about fragrances. You can buy decants, you can trade, you can swap, you know, different fragrances to experience other things. Sephora, little inside tip will give you a couple samples if you ask for them of your fragrance of choice in these nice little, I think, one milliliter atomizer bottles. So pretty cool. So I highly encourage you to go to Sephora, find a couple fragrances that you like, ask for some samples. They will give them to you. Just FYI, Ulta Beauty will not. Um, and take those home and try them out. I did that with Belk. They gave me a sample of YSLY and Azaro Chrome. Now they're in these like little foundation bottles, so I literally have to just dab it with my finger and apply it that way. But, you know, I'll take what I can get. Um, but anyways, guys, this was just basically me ranting and raving about how excited I am for things to come within the shaving community. I think these are all very good things that we're seeing. I like that people are recognizing the wet shaving community for more than just, you know, a bunch of guys that enjoy to shave with Old Spice and Aqua Velvet and Brute. Not to say there's anything wrong with those. I've got all three and I love them. But to show that we're also just as in the know on what is popular, on what is big in the fragrance world as the people in the fragrance world are. Um, they think it's just a their thing, you know, but... We have a lot of people taking stabs at Creed Aventus, Sauvage Dior, YSL. We've got Fahrenheit fragrances by First Line. I mean, we've got all sorts of stuff. You like it, there's probably someone out there doing it. Something Ginger's Garden is very popular about. If you've got a, a fragrance, maybe it is your signature fragrance that you want um, in a cologne or you want in a soap and an aftershave, she can do it. I mean, it's crazy the time that we live in that we have this availability to do that so guys again this is all to say invite change invite these innovative moves that these artisans are making that the fragrance community is starting to try to get involved with what we're doing this is all good for us because all we want is more variety more options and again you know i mean a fellow wet shaver and i were kind of talking about soap bases and I'm going to be perfectly frank with you guys on this. I love soap. <laughs> if that wasn't already apparent with all the ridiculous collection that I have. But, you know, there's... I don't demand a ridiculous amount on my soap. I want slickness. I want glide. I want that beautiful sheen on that lather. I want pillows of lather. I want it to be thick, dense, heavy on my face. That's my preferred shaving cream, or my shaving soap. And guess what? Plenty of artisans do that. Zingari Man does it. Um, 
Mammoth Soaps does it. Ariana Evans, CK6 by PAA. Um, you know, th- there's tons out there. But, you know, I mean, I am all for innovation in the wet shaving industry. I really am. And, you know, the more they want to keep tweaking their products, that's fantastic. But I've reviewed a lot of soaps. I've reviewed a lot of soap bases. There are a lot of really good performers out there. People are consistently innovating and trying to get to that top tier. But me and Yost have talked about this before. The market is oversaturated with options. Again, options are good. But it makes it difficult for you to decide, I want to go with this lower-end soap or performer when there's all of these top-tier products out there. And I already feel like that I've come across soaps that I absolutely love that I could use daily because the soap base is such a performer and it does everything that I want it to do. Zero irritation, great post-shave feel, etc., etc. And, I mean, people want to keep tweaking that to give you a little bit of extra glide and a little bit of extra, you know, this or that, and that's, that's great. But as far as further innovations to the industry, I like to see us venture more into the perfuming portion of it where we're seeing these neat, interesting fragrances that people are unafraid of. They're, they're making a forefront on their product. And I know some people are really sensitive to fragrances. I get that. I hear you. Um, but again, there's also still going to be plenty of options out there for those that want less of a fragrance. I want to see people more proud of the fragrances they've created and putting those at the forefront and making those really nice and strong rather than subdued. Again, guys, this has just been another fun episode on The Shaving Tolson. I'm your host, Tim. Hope you guys really enjoyed the episode tonight. If you would, please feel free to go ahead and like me and follow me on YouTube, on Instagram. You can find me under The Shaving Tolson. But as for a quick update, speaking of Zingari Man, you guys are going to be happy to hear that Seafarer, the replacement for Mariner, is going to be out, I have heard from a very reliable source, that we could be looking at as early as Thursday, potentially Friday, for that release. So that is something that you're not going to want to miss out on. I myself have to wait until next payday. (laughs) But I'll definitely be picking some of that up because I was blown away by Mariner and I missed out on Mariner. And I'm kicking myself for doing that because the soap base is incredible. And now there's a new one. And also, spoiler alert, Seafarer will be in the tribe base, which is the very new um, soap base from Zingari Man. You guys probably saw the recent Rudd's review on it, which was stellar. Absolutely fantastic. Highly encourage you to go take a look at Rudd's page if you haven't yet. His YouTube's excellent and his reviews are detailed. But again, I think that's going to be something that is you should be looking forward to. Um, because if you like aquatic scents, and we're still in the late summer months, um, aquatic fits, it works. And again, I've been trying a lot of aquatic type fragrances lately and I've been very impressed. And in heat, they do really well. So I'm really excited to see what Seafarer has in store for us. Go ahead and take a look at Zingari Man. She is also on Instagram, very responsive there. But you can go to her main homepage, which the nice thing about Zingari Man, just a little bit of a plug here, is that Zingari Man's website is incredibly user-friendly, streamlined, easy to navigate. I love that. I love when artisans take the time to really make their websites intuitive easy to navigate, and attractive. And you definitely get that with the Zingari Men website for their products to purchase. They are also available, I believe, at West Coast Shaving, so you can go ahead and take a look there. I actually think 
now that I remember it. I think there is some Mariner left at West Coast Shaving. So if you didn't pick any up, you can pick up some that way. If it's still available now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to go try to grab some um, whenever I can. But guys, thanks again for tagging along on this wonderful journey with me here on The Shaving Tolson.